0: Welcome to the Generous Marriage Podcast. Hi, I'm Ziv And
1: I'm Shachar Erez.
0: And together in the Generous Marriage Podcast, we're trying to find ways and tools for you to improve your relationship with your spouse, to get you the type of knowledge and value that actually helps you on your day-to-day. And today's interviewee, is suffer, someone that i think will help you a lot who are we interviewing today Chacha?
1: we're talking today to tina tessina a therapist from california super cool woman has been working in the trenches for i don't know how many decades three or so maybe more and she has some really cool practical filled with humor advice
0: and her books are phenomenal in the way that she writes her books 15 of them by now is is really inspiring so we can all be inspired and learn how to communicate better with Tina Tessina let's see you at the other end enjoy
1: welcome
2: to the generous marriage podcast fight less feel appreciated and have a deeper connection with your spouse
1: and now your hosts, Shachar Erez and Ziv Raviv.
0: Hello, Generous Marriage Podcast. Hi, I'm Ziv Raviv.
1: And I'm Shachar Erez.
0: And today we have the pleasure of interviewing Tina Tessina. Tina is an author of 15 books. Am I right? 15? 15. 17 languages. Wow. And uh, just a recent one is called Dr. Roman's. And there's a trademark on that too. So we we will talk about that soon. But Dr. Roman's Guide to Finding Love Today, that's your latest book. But you always keep writing on relationships. And what is that all about, Tina? Hello.
2: Well, I'm a psychotherapist. I work with couples and individuals every day. And every day I learn something new. And when something new pops up, then I have to write it down.
0: Wow. And you write a lot, not just the 15 books, but you also are, you have a blog and a newsletter. And people in the newsletter are lucky enough to learn some really in, important insights. And, and that's uh, going to be our focus for today. Something you posted just very, very recently in your email newsletter. And that is how sometimes when we talk, we don't communicate. I am fascinated to learn more.
2: Okay, well, it's called Seven Steps for Turning Talk into Communication. And we're going to go through all the steps if you want to.
0: Well, Shachar, first of all, from your understanding and, and, and from your practice, can you enlighten me about that? Like, what is it about talking that it's not communicating?
1: Yeah, you know, communication, uh, the two sides have the responsibility, the communicator and the one receiving and many times at least one of them fails in, <laughs> in, in actually doing their job. And, you know, when, when it's hard, both of them fail. I think every couple that calls me tells me they have communication problems. That's the main issue people come into the clinic with. So, yeah, I'm really curious about your perspective, Tina.
0: So I'm, Okay. Well, I, I agree totally with that, Shahar. So uh, how do we start? What's
2: the first one? The first step is communicate with yourself first. If you know a chance to talk is coming up or there's a subject that you need to talk about, take a little time to think about it beforehand. Know what you want to say, what you want your partner to understand and what you want to accomplish. If you're upset or anxious about the topic, try writing your thoughts down to organize them it's so important to, for you not to just come off the top of your head when when there's an issue that's a problem between you. You have to stop and think about it and decide what you really want to communicate or you'll communicate from the wrong part of your brain and then you're in trouble.
1: Meaning you'll be too triggered and right, angry right. and stuff that uh, don't help communication.
2: Right. The part of your brain that's in the back of your head is Very valuable for some things, but it's not good for diplomatic kind of situations where you have to communicate. You really need to stay up in your front brain. So thinking about things is very
0: important, very valuable. You ready for number two? Yes, let's do number two.
2: Okay. Do you understand your partner? Even though you're prepared to communicate what you want your partner to know, begin by being willing to listen. If you're receptive and interested, the conversation will go better, and your mate will be more likely to reciprocate and listen to you. I think the three most important words in a relationship are tell me more.
0: Nice. I love that.
2: Yeah, if you can... Let your partner know you're willing to listen and you're not gonna argue with everything your partner says the minute they say it. And you're just gonna sit there and listen till you know the whole story. By the time the whole story's out, you may find that you're not disagreeing at all. Yeah, it's this, amazing
1: how taking our guards off helps our partner take their their guards off.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. And it's amazing how reactive people can get to each other when they've been living together for a while, especially. They can just start reacting. The minute one of them speaks, the other one starts to react and then nobody's communicating. So if you make up your mind to listen before you have the communication, before you have the talk, then you'll have communication instead of just talk.
1: That's a great tip.
0: What do you do, though, if you do not understand your partner? So you literally... Uh, you want to communicate something with them. You know what it is. You you went through your front brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you, uh, you 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 thought about it. You you <laughs> brainstormed it, and then you know what you want to say. But you just don't have any idea about why your partner has an, another opinion on on this or whatnot.
2: Just ask. Give your partner room to have another opinion, because we're all different. We all see things from different angles and you might even learn something, which would be lovely.
0: So we have the curiosity mindset mm-hmm. about understanding what your partner where is your partner in this.
2: Right. It's not a competition. It's not who says the most or talks the loudest or whatever tries to win in those ways. It's a communication, it's a cooperative exercise. So you need to be open to hearing what your partner says. And I'm going to go to step three because that comes right in here, okay?
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Step three, if the conversation goes off track, bring it back. Don't let the conversation wander to other topics until you're sure you've finished the first topic. If other topics come up like past events or other problems, say, I'd like to talk about that too, but let's finish the first problem before we go there. In the States, we call this kitchen sinking, you know, throwing everything, including the kitchen sink in, if that's understandable to you. So people tend to, if they're upset and they've been having communication difficulties, they have stuff stored up, you know, four or five different things that they're upset about. And they have a tendency to jump from one to the other and never get any one of them really communicated about. So if you don't understand, or if the conversation is going somewhere else, just bring it back to the topic.
0: Right. And, I, and I love the line that you said, like, not just bring it back, but like the suggestion of saying, being positive and saying, I would like to talk about these two, but let's get to resolution on this one. So yeah.
2: Right. The fourth one, this is really important. Don't argue about who's Right. It leads to endless arguing and getting nowhere. Switch your focus from right and wrong to what will work. It's not about who's right, but what solves the problem.
1: Yeah, good communication is about uh, effective communication.
2: Right. And I'm sure, shakar you hear from couples that you work with all the time that they're talking about who's right and wrong, and they treat you like you're, they're the lawyers and you're the judge yeah (laughs) and you're supposed to decide who's right and wrong so I always say nobody's right and nobody's wrong it's not about right and wrong it's about what's going to fix this problem so you two can move on ahead
1: yeah I also say that if one of you wins the relationship
0: loses
2: oh that's really good I'm gonna steal that
0: that's that's amazing
2: (laughs) yeah absolutely because It's not a competition or a contest. It's a team. You're working together. And so if you start going, I'm right and you're wrong, you're going to be in trouble.
0: Love it. What's the fifth step?
2: The fifth step? You're keeping track really good, Zev. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) The fifth step is stay calm. If either one of you is getting upset, take a break agree to let the topic rest until next time and switch to talking about something pleasant, like how much you care about each other. Beautiful. You don't have to finish this right now. And especially in the beginning, when you're first learning to communicate instead of struggle, things can get tense. So if things get tense, I teach my clients to take a timeout. I use the basketball it's tea, make a tea with your hands. Mm-hmm. And if you do that in a basketball game, everybody stops. Some of them might still be running down the court a little bit, but everything stops immediately. And I tell them the rules are that you have to take a break until you both calm down 10, 15 minutes. And then the person who called the timeout has to bring the topic back up. Ooh. So you can't use it calling a timeout to win. You know, you can't use it as a way to get out of the argument. You have to go back in. But you'll come in with another attitude if you take a break.
1: Yeah, it's really important when we get flooded, we can't talk rationally, we can't understand each other's point of view.
2: Exactly. So learning to do this, and some of my clients who are really reactive to each other, they have to do this all the time in the beginning. Yeah. And it really seems to be impeding the conversation, but they're not having a conversation anyway. They're having yep. a fight. So, yep. so if they can do this and I can teach them that habit, that breaks up the old reactive habit and they start communicating better. So number six, Great. Yep. make constructive suggestions. For each problem you discuss, offer some possible solutions. If you can't agree on a solution, agree to try one temporarily to see how it works. So try some things, brainstorm, you know, bring up ideas. They don't have to all be wonderful ideas. They can be silly ideas. They can be outrageous ideas, but... Like, you know, I'd like my fa- fairy godmother to come in and give us more money so we don't have to fight about this or whatever it is. Those things lighten up the conversation. Uh-huh. And the more ideas you can come up with, the more creative your conversation will get. And if you can't agree on one, you can try one temporarily as an experiment. Well, I'm not so sure this will work, but I'll try it because you suggested it. And let's let's try it. and. See what happens, and come back and talk about it, and see if it worked or
0: not. Wow, I love this sentence. Uh, uh, I will, I'm not sure it will work, but I'm going to try it because you suggested it. That's such a powerful gift to be. That's generous, isn't it? It, it is. Yeah. yeah,
2: it is. It's generous. So um, when you do that, when you are willing to try new things and. Take a little risk, not a big risk. The biggest risk is fighting because that can kill everything, including the relationship. But um, when you take little risks, like just trying to do it different or figuring out, I had a discussion with a couple yesterday. I mean, they're two working adults, they have two children, they have no time for anything because they're running all the time. So we talked about time scheduling, and I'm Trying to get them to open up some little windows in their time just for each other Mm -hmm. so they can keep this, keep their connection going because they lose connection with each other when they get too busy. And we all do that.
0: Can I ask you something about that? Do you see like you've been helping a lot of couples throughout the years and like daily something that you're handling? Do you see a different pace on maintaining the connection between maybe men and women or between different couples?
2: I see all kinds of different paces. People have different timing, different needs for how much contact they want, how much communication they want, how much privacy they want. Everybody's different. So the whole To me, the whole point of relationships is building infrastructure. I call it infrastructure. Mm -hmm. You know how in our countries we have infrastructure like roads and bridges and railroads and buildings and all that stuff. Well, in your relationship, you need to build that infrastructure, too. You need to build a bridge for how we talk about sex and a bridge for how we talk about money and a bridge for how we deal with the kids on how we make dinner, you know, everything needs. And and when you s- develop in the early years of your relationship, good infrastructure for getting together. Okay, we're going to have a money talk. I know how this goes. I need to let my partner talk first because it always goes better when I let my partner talk first or right. whatever it is. You build those bridges, those habits. And then from that point on, you have a much easier way for dealing with that particular subject, whatever it is. So that's what I call the infrastructure.
0: Love it. So when when someone has different pace, like one side of the partnership has a different pace than the other, you need to build the infrastructures so that you could bridge between them.
2: That's right. That's right. It's like maybe one wants more contact than the other. So the other one says, you know. I like it that you're thinking of me, but if you text me while I'm at work all the time, it's not always convenient. And it's sometimes awkward if I'm in a business meeting or whatever. So please understand that I know you're texting me, but I might not be able to answer you. Mm -hmm. Then the person who wants to text every little thing they're doing gets to text. But the one who's receiving the text doesn't have to answer every single one. They can make an agreement about how often they'll answer.
1: Yeah. It doesn't need to feel
0: guilt about not answering.
2: Right. Right. <clears throat> if, they, if they've made a deal, he, there's no guilt in a deal. Right. You know?
0: Yeah. yeah. And probably talking about the agreements could be an entire different episode uh, of how you form agreements. How yes. Do you, what's the sec, seventh step?
2: Confirm your solution. Whatever you've decided you want to do based on your discussion, this is the time to confirm your decision and make sure you both understand your agreement. Because I see a lot of people get to the point where they both think they're agreeing. But if you ask them what they're agreeing on, it's two different things. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm.
2: So, Because we tend to reinterpret whatever we hear and whatever we're talking about to suit our own point of view. Everybody does that and um if you're doing that we need to get to the point where we can state an agreement that's clear to both of us sometimes it helps to write it down Mm. so we both know what we've agreed to Mm. and then you don't get this thing about you told me you were going to do this but you didn't do it and the other person says well I didn't think it was that I thought it was this over here so you have to Get very clear about what your decision, what your agreement is about that particular topic of conversation.
0: Great. Well, these seven tips uh, can can solve so many daily communication issues between right. between partners if they only remember to communicate with themselves first and with all the parts of the brain, not just the heart, but also you know, thinking about all the, the, the details of it. And also understanding where your partner is and where is he coming from and being curious. And going into the conversation, knowing that if it goes on track, you need to bring it back. You need to not argue about what is right, but focus on what will work. And you need to stay calm, even if you need to take some breaks. Mm -hmm. And build like make constructive suggestions that build infrastructures, and finally conform what was the solution.
2: That's exactly right. Yes. You know what's unique
1: about your seven tips? You didn't mention the words feelings or needs, (laughs) and you were able to formulate a clear way to communicate.
2: Well, if you're listening. And paying attention, the feelings will take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. But if wow. you lead with the feelings, you're not going to get where you want to go.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think men are going to love this uh, infographic.
0: <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. I, I relate. I can relate to that. And I, I think it's a very bold statement that you just said about leading with your feelings.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I can see how staying calm can be a problem sometimes. And I could... Visualize myself in in a communication slash not communication session, uh, using the um, the T uh, gesture in a very violent way, like just like uh, a
2: <laughs> like shut up, yeah, <laughs> shut up.
0: <laughs> We're going on a yeah, timeout.
2: <laughs> but that's okay if you, you do that in the beginning, you know. But it still breaks the the negative energy that's happening. And you get to break and take a break and take a breather and whatever. And when you come back, you come back with a better attitude. Yeah. Yeah. Even you, Lev.
0: (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, Yeah, otherwise we're too flooded and it's two defense mechanisms pretending to have a dialogue, but defense mechanisms are entrenched in their positions. They can't understand each other's position.
2: That's right. They don't listen. Yeah. So yeah, It's
1: really better to break it up to take a timeout even if it's a, a aggressive timeout.
2: <laughs> yeah, even if it's an aggressive timeout. It's so much better than the other things you can do with your aggression.
0: Yeah, It's a yeah. really good choice. I'm into that. And I also like how like on step six making constructive suggestion and you're literally making any suggestion that is constructive even if you know this is impossible. We can't afford this. We can I don't know what. But just mm-hmm. showing that you're trying, that mm-hmm. can mean the world for the other side because now you, they feel like you understand them.
2: That's right. And being open to impossible suggestions, it's okay. You know, a suggestion is just a suggestion. You haven't committed to anything. Mm-hmm. You can listen to it and you can have fun with it.
0: That's very generous of you to share those seven steps uh, with our audience and with your audiences. And um, I want to ask you a little bit, like as a segue, you talk about Dr. Romance in your book, and I know that there's a story uh, behind that. So can you share it with us, please?
2: Sure. Many years ago, back in the 80s, The 1980s. (laughs) I'm old. I was writing a newspaper column for a newspaper and they called it the doctor. The newspaper came up with the idea, the doctor romance column. But the newspaper died and I didn't. So now I'm just doctor romance. I was able to steal that from them because they weren't around to defend themselves anymore.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Lucky for
0: us. (laughs) Lucky for me. Tell us more, like uh, Dr. Roman's Guide to Finding Love, more uh, catered towards uh, people that are dating. Is that right?
2: Yes, and, and especially people who are dating, who haven't been dating for a while or um, haven't been successful at it. Because what people think dating is isn't necessarily what's going to work as dating. So this takes you through getting ready To date, feeling emotionally prepared and physically prepared, and how and where to meet people and connect with people, including I go through how to be more successful on dating sites and dating apps and that sort of thing. Wow. But also, I really believe in the get a life method of dating, which is get out there and do what you love doing. And that's the easiest way to find somebody else who likes what you like.
1: It's funny that you said that you're old, but you're so practical in this uh, modern ways of uh, dating as well.
2: Well, my clients bring it to me, you know, they come in with all these questions and I have to figure out what's going on in order to answer the questions. So, yeah, that's how the books come up. You know, I just I when I find I'm learning a whole bunch of new stuff, then I put it in a book because Mm. it's not out
0: there yet.
1: That's very generous of you. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Hmm. And and, uh, there are other books that you wrote on many other topics from growing up out out of dysfunction and uh, really like. uh, uh,
1: Parenting.
2: (laughs) Not too much on parenting. How to Be a Couple and Still Be Free was the first book. And that really created a sensation in the United States, that book because nobody was that was that came out in 1980 and nobody was talking about freedom within your relationship at that point. Now mm-hmm. it's become pretty common to talk about it. And I've written a couple books for women, the 10 smartest decisions a woman can make before 40 and after 40.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And it ends with you grow up and out of dysfunction is you know, I don't know if you have adult children of alcoholics ACA.
1: We do, but not as much as,
2: uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's a 12-step program called Adult Children of Alcoholics, but I call it Adult Children of Anybody because there's so much dysfunction in families and families aren't taught how to be families. Parents aren't taught how to be parents. Everybody's just kind of fumbling through and trying to figure it out. So it ends with you grow up and out of dysfunction is how to correct whatever didn't get sorted out properly in your growing up, in your childhood, and and how to grow up as an adult and take charge of your own life and your relationships and your own emotional situation so you can create a happy life for yourself.
1: And you also wrote a book about the 13th.
2: The Real 13th Step, yes. Yeah. Yeah, because I was getting so many clients who were recovering from alcoholism and other addictions and they were dealing the 13th step you know the 12 step programs you know what they are right alcoholics mm-hmm. anonymous and stuff they um they're really brilliant at getting people sober
1: mm-hmm.
2: or clean and uh they're amazing steps if you analyze them psychologically they're amazing and i did in that book i analyze what what the step is designed to do, and I also analyze how it can go wrong if mm. you if you don't understand it, because they're all lay people in the twelve step meetings, and yeah. some of them some of them are confused; they don't get it particularly yeah. clear. So um, I do that, and then I talk about what the book is designed to cover, what the twelve steps don't cover, p- with people who have been through addiction say somebody starts drinking alcohol when they're 14 and they stop when they're 35 they're still 14 years old emotionally cuz they haven't learned anything the whole time they were addicted yeah. so so they have to catch up and that's what the book is about how to deal with all 12 steps are very focused they're very good at what they do but they don't deal with you know how do you deal with the workplace and how do you deal with relationships and family and and just keeping yourself they they deal with keeping yourself on track in terms of not drinking or using but they don't deal with keeping yourself on track in the other ways so wow, great it's meant to be a compliment great
0: well wow, Tina Tina uh, you have a lot of wisdom in you and you're very generous with it and I want to help people learn more about your books because you have a book for, every, for very specific topics that if you are in them and that's your life, then you definitely need your book. So, and some of them are very common, actually. So where can people learn more about your books?
2: Okay, I have a website at tina.tasina.com. That's T-I-N-A-T-E-S-S-I-N-A dot com. And there's a couple of really on the front page of that website is a link to all of my like my Facebook pages and LinkedIn and Twitter and all those things. So you can connect with me there. There's a page on the website called Happiness Tips. And that's the articles like this one about the seven steps for turning talk into communication is on that Happiness Tips page. It's free to anybody. And the other thing it has is a books page with all my books, pictures of the covers, links to Amazon where you can go buy them and the chapter titles and that sort of thing.
0: And I'm looking at it now and just the list of Happiness Tips is it just, goes on and on and yeah, there's a couple
2: hundred articles there yeah. yeah i've been doing this a long time yeah, sure did. every month for a long time
0: and, and they are even categorized so if you are interested in friendship and extended family or feeling so or, or self-improvement or whatnot you actually can go and pick the topic that uh, is important for you In the top section, you can also see all of the books, and they are easily accessible through Amazon. So we we will make sure that people have a link to the website inatessina.com in case someone didn't catch that. So inside, as always, inside the generousmarriage.com website, we will put the link for all the resources that we mentioned today, including your website and the book uh, that we. mentioned, uh, at least one of them will make sure that uh, it's easy to find. And I just want to say, Tina, uh, thank you so much for sharing with us the seven steps and uh, uh, going with us into the details of them so that not only we two men that are uh, separately married, each of us, each of us has our own kids. I personally see how some of these steps can come handy even these days. And uh, Shahar, what do you think, what did you take from this interview?
1: That I'm happy I woke up this morning. <laughs> 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 and met uh, Dr. Romans and uh, was really inspired. And, uh, you know, these are some of these tips I knew already, but the way you introduce them is just super um, effective and practical. And, and I think that's a lot, that's very helpful. You know, so many men don't really like coming to couples counseling because it's all about feelings, and you know they try to change them to, to talk like a woman. And there was nothing of it here. <laughs> I think that's very practical for you know for everyone.
2: Thank so you. Thank I you. Really this was very inspiring. That. I'm yeah. glad it was inspiring. I, I really enjoy both of you. It was really fun conversation. I'm looking forward to working
0: with you more. Thank you. And, and guys, thank you for listening for the Generous Marriage Podcast. Uh, we will see you again next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow, Tina Tessina was such a delight to interview. She's so cunning and the way that she explains things is so clear. What did you take, Shachar, from this interview?
1: Yeah, she's really a delight. This was such a fun conversation. You know, men, (laughs) many times men have a hard time coming to couples therapy because they think it's a woman's world. They think... In therapy, the therapist and the wife will make them talk about feelings and needs and all of this uh, soft stuff that uh, traditional men don't like to talk about so much. And I loved how Tina was able to teach us how to communicate well without even using those words, without using the F word of feelings. I think guys can really relate to that.
0: And I think that it's just practical to look into the topic of communication through different eye lenses and see that uh, there there is a process involved, that there are things that you should pay attention to and that the details matter. So we actually, uh, um, with the uh, collaboration with Tina, have created for you These infographics that you can download and be inspired by, you could use that to uh, look into the process of how to communicate well with your spouse. Uh, You can download it and and watch together. And you can even just download it and uh, be inspired and remind yourself with the different steps and the different uh, 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 details of each step. Uh, What should people do, Shachar, in case they want to see this infographic, this free bonus?
1: They should go to our website, generousmarriage.com, and find season two, episode 15. Scroll down, and at the bottom, there's a free bonus. Download the free bonus, and they can get the infographic in a moment. And I think it's a really fun infographic and, and has a lot of value backed in it.
0: So guys, go over to generousmarriage.com whenever you can. Uh, you might be driving right now; uh, you can stop the car and then do that. Or maybe you're uh, doing the dishes, and then you can finish that. And when you're done, maybe go to generousmarriage.com on your phone, on your computer, wherever you can, and sign up because it's free and it's valuable. And this is not just the only one that is really valuable bonus that we have. We have a, a, we have one every episode. And speaking of other episodes. Uh, next week, we have an interview with Christina Vazquez. Christina Vazquez, um, an author. Um, I, I'm really excited about this one, talking about something that uh, I feel gives you a lot of clarity. Shahar, would you like to present us? Yeah, she wrote
1: a book called The Uncherished Wife. And I think many men and women could uh, relate to the topic of this book and uh, find better ways ways to cherish their wives and f- make each other feel cherished and loved. And another great topic she talks about, and I think is super valuable, is what is the purpose of marriage?
0: I'm very curious to uh, hear Uh, her interview next week on the generous marriage podcast the uncherished wife and the purpose of marriage all of that next week on the generous marriage podcast thank you so much for listening for yet another episode of the generous marriage podcast and see you next week
1: bye bye